Are you a high achieving woman who's looking to redefine the next phase of your career, but you need more clarity about what you want to do? Would you like to find deeper meaning and excitement in your professional life? Have you been delaying your career pivot because you're not sure you can do it? Zobit Garbushian with Boldness Ablaze Coaching coaches women just like you and coaches them to create a vision and mindset around their career so they can unlock a new level of confidence in order to create more purpose, passion, and personal freedom. Zobig is a certified professional coach with over 20 years of holistic, multidisciplinary training. Clients that have worked with her say that coaching with her is like a lightning bolt sent through them and that she has a way of shining a light on the one dark corner of a situation you hadn't seen before. Call Zovic Garbushian with Boldness Ablaze Coaching today to talk to her about where you want to take your career. You can reach her at Zovig at boldnessablaze.com. That's Z-O-V-I-G at boldnessablaze.com. Or you can visit the website at boldnessablazecoaching.com. That's boldnessablazecoaching.com. Welcome to Digital Connections, where we bring in expert advice to connect you with the services and resources to build a successful business, and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. This show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in running a side hustle to their current nine to five. One episode at a time, we help you build a successful business through amazing digital connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a business owner and a successful digital marketer. On my way here, I have found amazing resources that have helped me grow my business and they can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people. So my friends, today we are talking about your definition of success and how to build something better. So the word success and our definition of this are engineered for us from a very early age. Whether that's based on images in the media, whether our parents tell us or what our schools may lead us to believe, by the time we get out into the workforce, we've built some pretty strong feelings on the subject. So some of us may have questioned that definition and even rebelled against it. I know that I did. But at some point, I know that there was a resignation that ultimately came. And I felt resigned to that corporate life that I had built. We've talked about it before, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again, but it came down to the golden handcuff syndrome for me. By the time I wanted and needed to make a change, my life felt dependent on the structure that my job provided for me and my family. The benefits were awesome, the pay was pretty good, and I liked the view from my office, but the rest of it was no longer fun, and the adventure had left years before, and I was left totally feeling blasé. So... For me, it definitely came down to a major reset of my expectations in life and ultimately blowing up my ingrained definition of success. Was it really the money and the benefits that I was after? Could I get back to a place in life that was not doldrum? And could I actually have some fun doing what I wanted to do for a living? Could I or should I do that outside of the corporate world or was there a better way? It was serious. It was a serious crisis of meaning for me. And fortunately, I was able to navigate to a better place. But as many of my constant listeners know, much of this came into focus for me through coaching. And my guest today is one of 
the best in my book. She is Ovid Gorbachev from Boldness Ablaze Coaching. So Boldness Ablaze Coaching centers around career and life coaching for pow- and coaching for powerful women who are doers and want to unlock more purpose, passion, and personal freedom so that they can go after what they want boldly and unapologetically. Boldness Ablaze offers private and one-to-one coaching for women and workplace training programs that are gender neutral, designed to help teams work better together. So Zobik is a certified coach and an expert in change and transitions. She's a first-generation Armenian woman born in the U.S. and a former New Yorker, now based in Washington. So she has more than 20 years of holistic, multidisciplinary training in coaching change management, transitions, leadership, yoga, communication, energy work, and group dynamics. Success for her is about feeling at ease in her own skin and being on her own side no matter what. And she's on a mission to help every woman show up in her life knowing that she's magic and doesn't need to prove it to anyone. While that sounds like a pretty tall order, Zovig is here to help us understand how she does it in her coaching, and how sh- how we can do some of this on our own as well. So, Zovek, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nancy. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and I I do have to say, you know, this is interesting because this is the first time that we're back in the studio. I don't want to necessarily date this episode, but, um, yeah, so this is the first time that we're in the studio after uh, some time out due to the pandemic. So this is pretty fun, and I'm glad that you're my first guest in oh, here. Love so it. I love it. I'm so happy to be here. I feel so <laughs> excited to be in a studio like this. Thank I know. You. It's very cool. Yeah. So um, tell me about the philosophy that uh, kind of guides your, your, uh, your business. Well, I think ultimately what I want to do is be able to coach women so that they feel awake, alive, and fully permitted to go after what they want. And what they want looks – what – Every woman want looks different, Slight, you know, slightly different, largely th- different. Whatever that is, I want my clients to feel that they are permitted, they have the capacity, they have the tools, um, and that it's 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 what they what they what they want to do to live the life that feels the best for them is what they should go after, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Without rules, without concern for what people think. Um, without the inner dialogue that can get in the way and all those blocks and stories and limitations that we have picked up and made our own over the years, just let those go so that we can go. And as I say, you do you. And, and I, I really believe that like what, what works for me might not work for you, but if it works for you, you should do that. That Mm -hmm. is where you should be. And so ultimately that's what drives, what drives every interaction I have with any woman I meet, especially with my clients. And that's kind of what your business does is really yeah. bring them to those that to be able to see that kind yeah. of for themselves. Yeah, it's about building awareness and there as much awareness as we can get so that they can unlock. They don't have to build the confidence. They just need to unlock it. Mm. It's already mm-hmm. there. You just need to let it free. Mm. <laughs> yeah, which is which is hard to uh, fathom sometimes yeah. when you're when you're listening to that voice in your head, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. So um, is there a particular type of client that you work better with? I mean, obviously women, but, you know, is there something within that genre? too? Yeah, usually my sweet spot with my clients is somewhere between the age of 40 and 55. She's usually a professional. She's been working for 15, 20, 25 years, um, has created a fair amount of success for herself. She understands what she's capable of doing. She knows she can create. She knows she's incredibly confident, skilled, smart. Um, and creative, but there's something that that keeps her from going full on unleashed after the career path she wants or the 
you know, the personal lifestyles that she wants or the combination of all of those things. And so um, I'm working usually with women who are pretty Mm -hmm. self-aware, who are curious about things, who know that there's something more for them. We're working from a place of great and optimizing. Mm. So, you know, coaching is um, very complementary to other disciplines like therapy and counseling, um, but it's different in that it's goal-oriented. It's kind of in the here and now. We spend a little bit of time in the past, but we do it so that we can better understand and move forward from the present. Mm. And so um, so coaching is for women who are – coaching is for people. Any, not, you know, for me, I work with women, but coaching is for people who want to optimize what's already pretty good and just make it super excellent. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So what made you – was there something in particular that made you focus on women? That's a great question. I don't think I – it was it was hard for me to actually um, put that stake in the ground when I first started coaching because I was concerned I was going to be leaving people out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know if it was right or fair or if I was doing something wrong mm. by focusing on women. I don't know. I, I, I'm so far from that story now, but I remember I struggled with that at the beginning. And um, throughout my career, and I spent years in media when I lived in New York, and I always had these side hustles that focused on empowering women. I was um, a personal shopper and stylist for women, initially women that had gone through great weight loss and were getting reacquainted with their bodies. I dropped quite a bit of weight in my 20s, so I understood what that meant. So I wanted to empower them through their appearance. And then I started teaching yoga. And that was while I taught everyone, I, I particularly enjoyed watching women take use their bodies to fully express themselves on the mat. So I've always kind of had this thing around supporting and empowering women. And then when I decided to be a coach, um, like I said, I kind of played around with it and I wasn't sure. And I was, I realized I was naturally only talking to women about mm. my coaching. And then at some point, um, my partner, he said, I think you just want to coach women, right? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't, I don't know if that's it. Well, why don't you just do that? If that's where you want to be just, and he kind of, he kind of gave me permission. <laughs> I thought, yeah, you know what? I think I am going to do that. And then mm. as I understood that, I got more specific about sort of the age range of who I who I would work with, who I would best have the most chemistry with, who I understood mm. the deepest. Um, and so it's been, a, it's been a bit of a journey in that. But now I'm here, and, and that's, that's, it's who I work with, and, mm-hmm. and it's what I love to do, and it's what lights me up. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So um, we talked a little bit about what the subject of this show was going to be, and you told me, you said, all right, so I want it to be about blowing up your definition of success. So <laughs> tell me what that means exactly. So you mentioned it at the, at the beginning of the show. Success is defined oftentimes by things we're taught when we're young, by things that are taught from our gender, by things that are taught from our families, in the job uh, industries that we're in, in our social circles, where we in, our, in the cities we live in, what success looks like in New York City is very different from mm. maybe Boise, Idaho, and so Washington State, Washington State. <laughs> and so, you know, so we're taught we shape what success looks like in our heads. And I want to make this much money and by this time in my life and have this and do this and be this and know this. And I'm saying all that's probably pretty limiting. Mm. And I think that success is a is a uh, living, breathing thing. It is not a, it doesn't have a finite definition. And most likely, myself included, when I go to define what success is, if it has these shoulds in it, which a lot of ours do, um, mm. or and if they're, I call them should light, like it's an expectation that you've set that if you don't have that, then it's bad or you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. If it includes any of that, if you include any of that in your definition, you're probably limiting yourself because we tend to limit ourselves. 
I'm a this, I'm a noun, I'm a, you know, uh, I'm a coach. I'm way more than a coach, Mm -hmm. you know, in my life as a person, as a woman, I'm way more than a coach. So if I'm defining my success only by that parameter, by that noun, by that word, I'm limited. So let's blow it up and blow it up multiple times so that you can rethink and redecide what's good for you, what's success for you in the moment now. You know, at 43, I know, I, I, I feel like I know where I'm going for now mm-hmm. and what I'd like to accomplish for now. Mm-hmm. A year from now, two years from now, that could look completely different, which means my definition of success also needs to evolve. Yeah. Because I'm evolving. If mm-hmm. I'm not evolving, something's wrong. Right. So, it, but if I'm evolving, as should my definition of success. Yeah, who's it? Martha Stewart says, uh, if, you're, if you're done changing, you're done. <laughs> if you're done changing. And I've also heard, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that sounds pretty dramatic, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. not growing, what are you? You're static. Well, and honestly, I think, you know, from a career perspective, from a job perspective, from a business ownership perspective, um, things are changing in the world mm-hmm. so rapidly that if you if you use somebody else's definition to define what yeah. success is going to look like, you're probably going to miss out on a lot of opportunity that's yeah. out there. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. limiting. And I, and I think that we get very um, trained to look at things as a set of, check boxes. Our resume mm. looks like a list of things. Yes. And, you know, our dating profiles look like a list of things and our it, all of our communications are a list of to-dos and actions and and um if things don't fit into that format then we don't know what to do with them. And I think like I said set, success is not a list of check boxes. It's not a list of things I've done. Mm-hmm. It's it's a description of who I am, who I want to be, where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um what I am now and it becomes more true as you live into it. And I, I try to talk about my success in the present because it's true and it becomes truer. Mm-hmm. The, the more I do, the more I grow, the more I evolve. And I, I deserve the right to reshape my definition of success at any point, mm-hmm. as does any person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think most of the people that are successful mm-hmm. in this world have come to that conclusion yeah. at some point, you know, which is why they're successful because they do define their own space, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so, well, kind of speaking about that, what limitations or blocks do your clients experience on this journey to success and how do they, how do these blocks kind of show up? Yeah. Um, one of the most common things I see is not permitting themselves to want things. Um, when I ask a client, well, what is it you want? Whether it's about career, family, personal health, whatever, Mm -hmm. I get a long pause or I get a, I'm not sure. Or Mm. my favorite is, well, what I want is this, but I don't know if I can. And so then we get we get limited and restricted by the how it's going to happen when all I've asked is, what do you want? And so is and I think with women in particular, um, we feel like we're not allowed. We're not trained. Let's just say we're not trained. We're not trained to desire. We're not trained to speak up. We're not trained. We're just not trained to do those things. And so we don't learn how to to. be okay with our desires, mm, our wants. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we're, we don't know how to, we have to learn. We have to f- understand and educate ourselves on how to say it out loud. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, and speak it out loud w- and put a period at the end of the sentence instead of a, an ellipsis dot, 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 or a question mark and hope for validation, just a period. This is what I'd like, end of story. And um, that takes courage. It takes, it takes, uh, guts it takes some work yeah it makes people really uncomfortable it does it still makes me uncomfortable and i know Mm -hmm. on every level i have the right to have things as i design them as i want them and then 
you know, when you meet somebody new, you're in a new situation. You're, you're like, uh oh, did I just, what did I just do here? You know, but I'm going to yeah. say it anyway. And so that, that takes a lot of practice. It's mm-hmm. not a one and done, but that, that the biggest block is that they're not sure they're allowed to want. I think, I think especially as women, a lot of us are taught that we, it's rude. It's rude. Uh, to, you know, to be, be out there and yeah, don't be rude. <laughs> you know I mean? You don't need to pat yourself on the back, yeah. but you know what it comes down to? You do, yeah. you know? I remember, you know, years ago, Sachin Nadella got in trouble because he came to a women's conference. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't ever hear this. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he came to a women's conference and he said, you know, he basically told somebody asked, you know, how do I get more money? And he said, well, you know, uh, you basically just need to wait uh, for somebody Yikes. to come. And yeah, and Yikes. it didn't go over well at all. Right. But I think it was he handled it so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was a learning experience for him. He came back and he said, you know what? <laughs> I was wrong, you know, this isn't, you know, and especially for women, this isn't necessarily the case. And I admired him even more because he did that. Right. But um, I think it just goes along with that is exactly what we're taught. No, you know, you just be good and go to work. And, you know, somebody will eventually say, oh, Nancy, what a great job you're doing here. Here's some more money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it never happened that yeah, way. <laughs> never. It's never happened that way. And even in um, I, I have to say, I experienced a lot of um, sort of deer in headlights looks when I first moved to New York. Oh, it's not from New York to Washington mm-hmm. um, when I would be in a store or a restaurant. And, and I said, no, that's not what I want. I, I prefer this. And I would get I could tell I sort of threw people back on their heels a little bit. And I and I think it's just not. Well, Washington State's pretty pretty polite. <laughs> we're, t- we're too close to Canada. Very, very polite. And so I could tell I was like, oh, okay, so I need to maybe figure out a different way to say what I want without throwing somebody back on their heels. Mm. But like, you know, the the permission to feel like I can want big things, seven-figure salary, to live alone or to not be married or to not have children or to have children or to have a life partner and not get married or whatever the version is, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think that that shows up for a lot of women as a, as a big blocker. Like, okay, I want, but then how? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I have the time or the permission or what will people think? And, mm. and then all the stories step in, you know, about the deserving. And so does that answer your question about the blocks? <laughs> it does. It's quite a few blocks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we kind of covered it, but, you know, are there other things that we haven't talked about that uh, where people actually – the that this is how they create things. I mean, you know, I get that, you know, society gives us these mm-hmm. messages. A lot of times we have the voice inside of yeah. our head, right? Are there other things that cause the the blocks that we, we find ourselves with? Um, I think somewhere along the way we pick up, we pick up habits and um, patterns that at one point in our life served us. Mm. Like we don't do anything unless there's a payoff. Even, you know, quote unquote, bad behavior we do because there's a payoff of some sort. We're getting something from that from that yeah, choice, that right. behavior, whatever it is, even mm-hmm. though it might not, not look great to the naked eye. There's a reason behind all of that. And so at some point in our lives, small, you know, small children, teenagers, adolescents, even in young adulthood, we pick up these behaviors that we think keep us safe or would serve us well or would endear people to us or would curry favor or yeah. would just make sure that we are not in danger. Mm-hmm of being rejected or heard or told no or whatever. So we pick those things up. We take them on as if that is the only way to Mm -hmm. live. And then they become our stories. Mm. 
And then those stories, then we build our life within the, the confines of those stories. Mm-hmm. And that's where our definitions of success get built, is within the confines of those stories, which is why we want to blow up that, those confines, to blow up that definition and relook at what do I actually, how do I want this to look? What do I want to have happen mm-hmm. for me? How would I most want this to go? And so I think it starts young, family, interactions, traumatic moments, you know, they teach us things yeah. and they teach us how to stay safe. And um, at a certain point, you know, and I've said, this has been said to me throughout my coaching and work that I've done and, and continue to do. And I say it to my clients, like, at what point do you decide you don't need to be safe anymore? And that's a, that's a pivotal moment. I think for everybody, women or no, you know, I think for everybody, it's a pivotal moment. At what point do you decide you don't need to be safe? Mm-hmm. You don't need to take those precautions. Mm-hmm. You actually can live large and take up space. Because mm-hmm. no one's coming for you. Yeah. It's okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, well, do you think, though, that having, you have to get rid of all those blocks in order to have success? Or, I mean, can you have it without uh, you can getting rid of have, it? In fact, I think most of us have success despite all of our blocks, <laughs> which is which is mind-blowing to me because then imagine what you could do without mm, those limitations, yes. right? Uh-huh. Like, I had much success on paper with tons of limitations and yes. shoulds that mm-hmm. I was living by. Now I'm looking at what can I create without all of those limitations. And I'm systematically starting to break them down. So you absolutely can have success. You can have a really good life. Mm-hmm. With That's why coaching is about optimizing. It's mm-hmm. not about taking something from crappy to amazing. It's about like what's already really good and where do you want to turn up the volume? And so I think amazingly enough, you know, the clients I've worked with and, and myself, too, as an example, despite those lim- those stories, those blocks, those limiting beliefs, we go and we do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of that stuff is so deep and so ingrained in us. I've learned to coexist. Mm. I've learned to kind of what I call put those blocks, that voice in a corner. Mm-hmm. In a moment where I know it really matters for me to show up for myself. I have to put that voice in a corner. Thank you. I hear you. I don't believe you. I'd like you to be quiet now. I mean, I've literally had conversations like this, like, okay, Zovig, no, that's not true. So I'm going to put that aside. I can pick it up when I'm done Yeah. keep living it if I want. But for now, I'm going to put it to the side. And so I think coexisting is actually a win. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I think coexisting with the voice, that little inner gremlin, demon, demon kind of thing is, is a win. And if you can separate yourself I mean, we're talking about serious mindfulness there, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Do you think, though, that um, that that those blocks sometimes, even if we are successful, I feel like those blocks probably kept me from seeing that I was successful yeah. as well, oh, um, yeah. you know, and therefore, hence, I couldn't enjoy being successful, even though I was, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They... I mean, these, these blocks, these, this voice, whatever you want to call it, they do a real number on us. Yeah. Like they, they blind us to what we have achieved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've spoken to clients, potential clients that have done amazing things in their life and then have the nerve to say to me, I don't think I'm a high achieving woman. woman. <laughs> I'm like, you must be joking. <laughs> you just ran off a litany of things you've done in the last 20 years that are incredibly mind blowing to me. And you're telling me. You have the nerve to tell me you're not a high-achieving woman. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think I think no matter what, um, there is a way to coexist and there is a way to move through that. And um, 
break it. I think you absolutely can break these things down mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Um, you know, be on your side. And that's why that's part of my definition of success is being mm-hmm. on my own side. Yes. So that I can see when I've achieved something mm-hmm. and I can congratulate myself because not people aren't walking around ready to except the people that really love you. People aren't walking around ready to like, like you said, here you go, Nancy, have this paycheck. Thanks yeah. for doing a great job. Yeah. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Everybody's too busy worrying about themselves. Yeah. So we have to be our own biggest fan. Mm-hmm. And um, if you are too busy in your blocks and your stories, you're going to miss out on all the stuff you're, you are actually creating yeah. and the impact you have really had. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I like how you say that uh, coaching is basically optimizing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome because that that is exactly. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that will say, I don't need coaching, you know, and, and you know, I, I'm fine, you know, but, uh, you know, because they have no major problems. Yeah. They have no major issues, you know. Yeah. And when you think about it from the point of this is optimizing what you're currently doing, everybody can stand to Absolutely. optimize, you know. There's always room for more optimization. Absolutely. <laughs> and I know because I'm into search engine optimization. I'll tell you, it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> So, um, so um, can your coaching help business owners and entrepreneurs specifically, do you think? Absolutely, because when you are launching your own thing, when you are owning a business, now the, the whole thing is on you, mm-hmm. right? The more success, you, the bigger things you go after, the bigger the problems become. Mm-hmm. The louder the voices get, the bigger the blocks show up, you know, the more intense that they can get because we're after yeah. bigger things. And that to me, when that happens, that is my sign that I'm onto something great. When the voice gets really big, very loud, when I get emotional, just a couple of days ago, I was like, I don't know if I'm doing this right with my coaching business. You know, like I was in a whole moment about it. Mm. That to me, now that I look back on it just a couple of days ago, I'm doing something right because I'm hearing that stuff come up so strongly. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a sign to me that I'm on the right track. And so for if if you're starting a business, if you've And even if you owned a business for 10 years, because there's always somewhere next level to go, Mm -hmm. the, the, the more next levels you go after, um, the more those blocks are going to show up. And then the more you are called into action to face them Mm. and to say, no, thank you. I'm putting you in a corner right now. Um, the mindset around owning your own business where you are the last stop, you are the final approval, you are the okay to spend the money, to take the time, to hire the people, whatever your business looks like. When that's all on you, absolutely you're going to hear the voices tell you that you don't know what you're doing, that you don't, you're not smart enough for this. You know, why is your business any more, any better than this person's business? Why am I a better coach than this person over here? All that's going to show up. And I think the, the guts and the grit is in, you know, that entrepreneurs and business owners have is like you're just fully poised to be able to take that voice down. I think that, you know, the grit that comes with starting your own thing, it's scrappy, it's gritty, it's not pretty all the time. It can be messy. And to face that, I think, is like, that's pretty honorable and pretty remarkable. And uh, get some coaching to get through it because it's all about your mindset. You know, nothing has to be, you said, nothing's wrong, so nothing has to be, nothing has to be wrong for things to be great. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I and a lot of people think, well, it's not bad. And I'm like, well, well then what are you tolerating? Mm. That's my next question. Like, well, if it's okay, why is it just okay? And why is that okay? Why is that okay? Why is that okay with mm. you? You know, what's what are you tolerating? Are you okay with tolerating that stuff? So much of us are taught to just accept okay, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that'll get you by. Yeah. So you know, yeah. So why do you think that we are afraid to grow and expand? 
our definition of what success looks like and how do you help your clients kind of redefine their success? What's that? What does that look like for, for them? I think we're afraid to have those bigger definitions of success because we're more visible. We are then more um, susceptible to judgment, to rejection, to people not liking us. Yeah. And that's scary for a lot. Mm-hmm. For most of us, I don't know, a single person that isn't like concerned to some degree about being judged at something in their life, right? I think there's a few psychopaths around that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But I don't know if they're business owners. And if they are, I don't know how successful they are. So, <laughs> so you know, I think that the, the fear of being highly visible and making mistakes in front of people are um, what what are what we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of the question, I got very caught oh, up in that. Oh, um, how, how do you do this for your clients? Ah. Like, how do you help them redefine it? Yeah, well, the first thing we have to do is identify what's there that's in their way. Mm. And you do I do that through the wanting question and then understanding mm. what the blocks are and um, when the blocks show up and what we say to ourselves when they do and how we handle it and how we then want to handle it. So mm. we're always doing like, okay, what's happening now? And how do you want this to be? Like if you could wave your magic wand and you could have it exactly how you wanted it, nobody's here to listen to you. No one's going to judge you for it. Like how do you want this to go? Mm -hmm. And so um, you have to name it. You have to face the challenge in order to break the challenge down, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to name what's going on and be willing. You know, in coaching, we call it being willing and coachable. Like you need to be willing to look at something that's not so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. The discomfort, that friction in the in the in the discomfort, yeah. is where real growth and change happens, and that's part of why I named my business "Boldness Ablaze." Because when you apply fire or heat to anything, it can transform. You can also destroy things with fire, and so that's where that's where self mastery and optimization and and mindset really come in. Because you are you are strategically lighting fires, mm. strategically creating heat. And friction so that you can create change. You're not torching the whole place down, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you are using your inner fire, cultivating that to create change and transformation in whatever part of your life you want to. Mm, I love that. Yeah. You know, uh, and you said something about, you know, basically kind of asking your future self in essence, yeah. right? My my coach, uh, Joshua, who you met yes. just recently. Um, so he has this thing. And at first I was like, oh, Josh, come on, seriously. But he calls it, uh, what is it? The quantum leap. And okay. so he had me build a mental spaceship. I get on the spaceship. I go to this other planet, you know, that's a, a duplicate of Earth, yeah. right? And there's my future self that's made it to where I need to go. And I have a little conversation. I really thought I was going to get annoyed with myself for the massive <laughs> visits that I would <laughs> But I didn't, you know, I'm really yeah. nice. So, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you're great. I'm sure future you is awesome. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Yeah. That's you have to, you know, part of creating a vision for yourself in the future. You have to actually create the vision. What do you want it to look like? What do you want to be talking about? How do you want to be feeling? And actually, that's another great one is in coaching. We focus on feeling. Mm. Um, how do you want to feel about this? Because mm. you're feeling this way about this. How do you want to feel? feel about it when you're done doing the thing, when you've made the choice, when you've had the conversation. And sometimes when we get stuck in the how, I go to feeling. How do you want to feel about it? And that usually unlocks something, you know, tapping into how you feel about how you feel about it so that you can create that future vision for yourself. That makes perfect sense. I mean, it's what we talk about in marketing, right, is how you make people feel. And um, that's really how you make connections with people is 
um, you know, through their feeling. And so, yeah, it makes complete sense. That's awesome. So um, what can someone do to help themselves, even if they don't have a coach mm-hmm. like you? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the, I would say the, they're going to have to find a way to get real with themselves. Writing things down in the moment where mm. something feels sticky, where they are clear that there is some sort of inner dialogue going on. Mm-hmm. Um, something I do with myself is what am I actually afraid of right now? I ask myself that question. And sometimes I write it. I journal. That's my tool. You don't have to do that, but that's my tool. Um, you could speak it into your phone and record it, or you could just talk out loud to yourself. But what am I actually afraid of right now? Mm. And then I keep asking myself, now, what am I actually afraid of? What am I actually afraid of? And the more I ask that question and the more I write down the answer, I get to the nugget inside of the thing that I'm actually really afraid of. And I'm afraid that someone's not going to like what I put out there. I'm afraid someone's going to think it's stupid. I'm going to whatever the thing is. Usually when I verbalize it, it becomes absurd to me. But it also allows me to name it so I can face it. And when you face something, it ceases to be as scary. Mm Mm-hmm. So anything you can do to get real with what is getting in your way in the moment or as close to the moment as possible um, is something you can do to kind of self-coach. And for me, it's what am, that question, what am I actually afraid of right now? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it usually starts out ridiculous. Like, I'm afraid that I'm not going to, I don't know, make a million dollars in this decision. I, okay, well, that's dumb. But so why am I afraid of that? Like, let's go a little layer deeper, layer deeper, layer deeper. And then you get to the real thing that usually is centered around, I'm afraid I'm going to feel a certain way. Yeah. And if you can get real with that, you can start to work with that. When you know the truth of something, you can work with it. Yeah. And if you're just on the top layers of stuff, it's really hard to change anything. That step works so well for so many things. You know, I think about people that have had problems with finances. Mm-hmm. And realistically, a lot of times, it is just a matter of them facing what's actually going on. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, you know, you, I don't know if you were planning on mentioning this, but that book that you suggested to me, mm-hmm. I love that book. Crazy and I Good. Think, crazy Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the author's name is Steve Chandler. Steve Chandler. Yeah. And oh, my goodness, what a great book and what a great first step for people yeah. uh, that ca- maybe can't afford coaching right now or feel that they can't afford yeah. it. I think that's probably a, a great, like, eye-opening exercise for people, yeah. too. Steve Chandler's books are phenomenal. The, he takes concepts that are kind of like oh my god how did I not think of that of course (laughs) and the way he describes them he makes them so bite-sized and so accessible yeah and the one distinction that I love the most in that book is trying to decide versus choosing Mm. and you ever talk to anybody and they're like well I'm trying to decide if and I'm like what are you trying to decide you either choose or we we me too we either choose or we don't Mm -hmm. trying to decide is being in the thinking of it choosing is actually taking action yeah. And so for me, that's actually a great distinction in my life. Like when I say, well, I'm trying to think of a way. Am I, I'm either doing it or I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm trying to decide how to. What, what does that even mean? It doesn't mean <laughs> anything. Like, let's take some action here. And so I, I love that book. It's so easy to understand. And it's there's so many aha moments. Absolutely. In there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, how possible is it to. Uh, we kind of already talked about that, about yeah. the limiting, limited definition. Yeah. Um, it's sort of the same thing uh, as, as uh, you know, I mean, the question was, you know, uh, how possible is it to have success even with limited definition? Very. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not as fun. It's not as fun. No. Mm-hmm. And you are by, limited. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there's your limited by definition. By definition. <laughs> and I, I always say to potential clients, look, you don't need coaching. You want coaching. And there's a big difference between needing and wanting something. Oh, that's great. Yeah. When you want something, you're showing up for it. Mm-hmm. When you know you need something, it almost, you know, I need to do this. Then it, then it so, sometimes becomes a should. Yes. And we rebel against shoulds. Yeah. And we dread shoulds. Mm-hmm. And we'll do whatever we can to skirt around them. And we do it reluctantly. But if you want something, you will show up for the coaching session. You will do the work. You will try the, the new thing. You will try on going to another planet in yeah. an alternate universe. You know, <laughs> it sounded ridiculous to you. But you're like, you know what? I want to change and I know I have more in me. So I'm going to try this ridiculous exercise and see what comes of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I always say, you look, you, you don't have to have coaching. Everything's, I'm sure, great as it is but you're talking to me for a reason. Yeah. So let's see what else is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of, uh, one of our most recent interviews was with Ted Larkins. He wrote the book, uh, Get to Be Happy. Mm. And it's basically the co- same concept, right? Um, but we had a lot of those conversations about shooting yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's a should show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. All right. So what else do you have for my guests today? Um, anything, I mean, for my, uh, for my audience, anything else you want to... You want to close up on? Um, gosh, I would say, I would say, if there is something out, if there is a decision that you are trying to make, mm. <laughs> something you're sort of doing a dance around, um, a thought that is kind of a quiet whisper in the back of your head, or even something as overt as I used to describe it as like I'm vibrating in my own skin because I know that there is something else for me. If that is happening for you right now. What is stopping you from exploring what's available? What is stopping you from having a conversation with a coach around what you possibly can create? You can always choose not to move forward with change. Mm -hmm. But if there is some voice that is happening um, in there that's telling you, "Mm, this could be better. This could be different for you. There could be more here. Listen to it. Honor yourself. Mm -hmm. Because what are we doing otherwise? Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, I would say uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if if you're going through the doldrums, guess what? A coach, a conversation with a coach, even that initial one, you know, even just calling so vague, yeah. hey, can I chat with you for a little yeah. bit? You know, I mean, it can be enough to to get people to to move to the next Absolutely. place. Do something. Yes, do something. Do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Zovig, this has been a blast. Thank you so much Thank for you. all of your great information for uh, for our listeners. And um, so uh, before we take off today, I do want to give you guys all um, my digital marketing tip of the day, of course. So I know it may sound obvious, but update your website today, not tomorrow. You have an average of about seven seconds to grab the attention of your visitor to your website. And once they are there, they'll only spend about 45 seconds on average to understand who you are, what you do, and why they would pick you over your competition. It is possible to tell your story in that amount of time, but beyond that, you also need to consider the functionality of your site. People have options these days. If your site does not get people to where they want to go in a timely manner, they'll go elsewhere. And that's the other key. Your website needs to bring people to where they want to go, not to where you think they should go. So make sure you're asking the right questions as you redesign the experience to make this happen. Your website is the first thing that many people will see about your product or service. This means that it is so important that this space is in alignment with your business and your brand. And as always, if you need help in this space, don't hesitate to give me a call or drop me a line. So a huge thank you to my guest, Zovig, from Boldness Ablaze Coaching. You can find Zovig at boldnessablazecoaching.com. 
And please do make sure to follow us, subscribe, and like us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find this episode and previous shows along with contact information for all our guests and for me on our website at digitalconnections.us. Have a great week and tune in next time for another amazing digital connection for your business. Would you like more return and tangible results from your marketing efforts without long-term contracts? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily? WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with us, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI expert, but we help you develop a strategy based on the digital experience of our global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results. Find us at WSIWorld.com or call. 800-985-9567. Again, that's 800-985-9567. WSI. We simplify the internet.